ladies and gentlemen, to the latest, greatest, final episode of Game Rifles. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the man with the final plan, the man who always comes in clutch, Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Uh... I'm good. I'm very good. It is the final episode of Game Rivals. Of this of the season. Year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the season. <laughs> uh, I wanted to hang it just a little, uh, little bit longer. <laughs> you make it sound like we're going to quit. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> no, not yet, man. Not yet. We have, we have been doing this for three years, going on four. Yeah. That's very exciting. That's it's very crazy exciting. how fast time passes. Yeah, it is like this year has gone by almost like a blur. No, I we just... were talking about it beforehand, but... Yeah, I mean, like, I don't feel like anything exciting happened this year, but the stuff that probably did happen, but I did not have, like, a, oh, my God, moment this year. It's like, eh. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened. Unfortunately, not a lot of it was great. Yeah. Um, We will touch upon uh, some of these uh, in this episode as well, but we will have a proper year in review uh, when the next season kicks off. Uh, which would be in the new year, of course, as always. Um, so we're just going to talk a little bit about our experience this year in gaming, uh, how we've experienced this past year. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the Game Awards, because that was the last thing that happened before the previous episode went live. And actually, should we just jump into that first? Because, um, yeah, the Game Awards this year was weird. It was very strange. It was... Like, it, it wasn't, I didn't come out of it, like, because I watched it after the fact, so I watched it when, uh, after, because, like, whenever it, it's live, it starts at, like, 2 a.m., like, local Dutch time, and none of us is staying up for that. That's just insane. And it's, like, a three-hour show. Exactly. That's, actually, it's a three-hour show, including the pre-show. Yep. So, we're like, no, 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 we ain't gonna do that's no. too long. So I watched it afterwards, um, did, like the morning after. Um, I don't know. Did you watch it in full or did you watch it in pieces? I just I know some people would came watch it through pieces. it. Okay. So I watched it in full from basically from the pre-show to the beginning all the way through. And um, there were some interesting surprises in there. Nothing that I did not expect. I think the I, the talk of one of the talk of the towns is of course the whole controversy with you know Activision Blizzard um, and uh, Jeff Keighley and him first not really taking his taking a neutral stance and then afterwards being like no we really condemn this stuff and he does like he takes some very stern words at the beginning of the game awards. And then he shows a trailer from Carnetic Dream. Yes. Who has also been under the microscope for not having the best work uh, practices. Like recently, it's been coming out. So it's kind of weird that you're like condemning this kind of practice and then showing off a project of a company that has just recently also been under that microscope. And it's like... Here's the thing, though. I did not know about the Quantic Dream thing until afterwards. I checked Twitter, and Twitter was like, yo, that was great, but that was a tone-deaf 
delivery of the like in order like i think if they showed that trailer afterwards or like in the middle mm-hmm. i think people would have wouldn't have associated with it as much they probably would have still brought it up but i don't think people would be like oh you know like the game awards is being toned if a jeff but having it be like that right away jumping into that trailer which is kind of unfortunate because honestly the trailer looked awesome and it was a trailer for a rumored star wars game that we that was rumored that quantum dream was working on yep. and now we have a confirmation of that yep. it's in um, early development cool. so it's going to take a while but mm-hmm. it's called star wars eclipse yep. um and they did have like a very like eclipse motif throughout the whole trailer yeah and it looked pretty interesting and looked pretty uh yeah interesting i think would be the best way to say it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I want to say cool, but the, what all we saw was a CG trailer. So what's cool about a CG trailer? Um, yeah. At most, it can be interesting. But yeah, that kind of soured the experience after I found about, I found out about that. It's like, oh, okay, maybe that was not the best way to, you know, put a point on your very poignant expression of how we condemn, um, you know, like... Uh, 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 sexual uh, harassment and you know inequality in the gaming uh, in the in the gaming industry, you know. Yeah. So, well, that was a fantastic way to start off the whole thing. Um, now, like this year, more than ever, you know how they in like recent years of the Game Awards, they've been doing this thing where in the pre-show they'll give away like. I don't want to I don't want to make it sound cheap but <laughs> lesser awards. Yeah. So normally they mention off like the the nominees, right? Yeah. And during the pre during the pre-show and during the main event, whenever these lesser awards <laughs> were given out, they didn't say the nominees, they just showed the nominees. There was an awkward silence and then they say who won. Yeah. That was super weird. Yeah, that's weird. That felt really awkward and cringy. In, in a way, it's disrespectful because you're not mentioning. You're just like, these are the guys that are nominated. For one. And also, not everybody has the ability to read or see. So just being awkward silence for people that can only hear doesn't really help because then they're yeah. like, well, who were the other nominees? Maybe they didn't go to the website um, to check out who the nominees were. They're just checking it out as they're doing it. Yeah. So that's also kind of disrespectful um, in a way to, uh, you know, differently abled people. So that was super weird. But the weird thing is, is that they continued that trend into the main show. So yep. why do that? Why have that awkward moment of just pause? I don't know. <laughs> I think they thought it would speed up the process, but then just show the nominees and say who won. Don't have that weird, awkward pause. You'd have but, to ask, ask Jeff Keighley why they did it that way. Yeah, uh, it, I don't know. I don't think Jeff Keighley would actually answer me if I asked it on Twitter. You never know. Um, I mean, yeah. I, what am I going to say? Hey, Dorito Pope, why did you do it like this? I think that's a great start, Dorito Pope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's a unique well, opening. <laughs> yeah, not as much since it's a meme. I don't know if that yeah. would be a unique opening. I have to say, from the whole Game Awards, besides some of the awards and the categories, it, it felt really off because I like a lot of games were a lot of same games in categories were nominated, but like none of them won in the categories that you would expect them to win. It was so weird. And then, for example, like Ratchet and Clank was nominated. It didn't win in any category, I think. It just got nominated for a lot. And Psychonauts as well, I think that got nominated in like a lot of categories and didn't win anything as well. Deathloop got nominated in a lot of categories and only won one, I think. Mm, no, yes. it won two. Oh, it won two. So like, I mean, I, I, I've never played Psychonauts, but it's a Tim Schafer game. So I would expect that game, like, for example, with Metroid Dread. It was nominated, and I already knew it was going to win in that category, but I haven't played Metroid Dread. But as an outsider, I would say, like, that's the the idea I got. It's like, yeah, but it only got the award because it's Metroid Dread. Because the other games in the category are great games as well. So why does Metroid Dread get it and not the other games? Because I think Deathloop was also in the same category. And I'm like, but Deathloop is a unique IP. So why, and it does something completely different. So why doesn't Deathloop get it, you know? So like in some... in some categories, oh, I really felt like, you know, it's the the weight of the name that carries the the award, that causes the award to go to them, because like if you can't tell me that if Deathloop is a game that gets tens from multiple websites and it comes out of the blue, it's this underdog. Because let's be honest, I think nobody expected that game to to get tens. I when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's probably an eight, and I'll buy it when it's in sale. And then when I saw it, it got a couple of tens. I was like whoa, okay, this game has to be really good. And I just bought it at an impulse. Still haven't played a lot of it, but that's a different story. Mm. But like, you know, in that case, I would expect that game to win in more categories because it's something unique. It's something new. It breaks the traditional mold. And then it eventually ends up with two awards. And I'm like, really? You know? Well, actually, there is a bit of an answer for that. Um so Alana Pierce made a video about like this particular topic, like the game yeah. awards and like award shows in general, because in the past she's been, you know, like a judge for multiple things, including like where she used to work at IGN. And she said that IG I think IGN or another publication recently had a poll on like specifically game of the year uh like nominees and like what people have played. Mm-hmm. So they took a poll of people and like what they have actually played. And what you see is that all these like very well regarded, like very well reviewed games, you know, Psychonauts, Deathloop, uh, stuff like that. They consistently got low percentage of people that have actually played it. Yeah. And if you and what you see is that the ones that the half people that have most played uh, would most uh vote for were games that were popular that were in the like in the like you know like people talked about a lot i'm not saying that not a lot of people talked about Deathloop, but a lot less people played Deathloop than the talked about Deathloop. yeah and that also has an impact on how people vote because some people will vote either for what's popular or for what they've played and what you'll see is that most people will vote for what's popular instead of what they've played. Yeah. And that's how stuff like that happens. And that's how stuff like It Takes Two wins Family Game of the Year without it actually being a family game 
and I'm still wondering why in the Sam Hill It Takes Two got nominated as a family game. Yeah, but it, like it also got Game of the Year, and I'm like, I didn't expect it to. I think everybody was surprised it got Game of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I um, I was I was legit surprised, but I was surprised I, as well because I honestly did not know what would win from all of those. Just in general, I've had like absolutely no idea what to think because I didn't think it was gonna obviously not gonna go to Metroid uh, Dread. Um, I didn't think it was gonna go to Psychonauts for the same reason that I didn't that I'm I that we talked about like a lot of people have heard of psychonauts yeah. not a lot of people have played it yeah so the thing the reason why i think that it won is because it takes two got a lot of play on twitch for example like if you go on twitch you see a lot of people doing it's it takes two and it is a very good concept yeah. you know like the 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 the, the co-op as, aspect of it um plus the story itself like the characters are really good Um, I've watched, I think at this point, like two or three different people play It Takes Two. Well, two or three different people, but most like two or six people. Because <laughs> you have to play it in twos. Um, and I've seen multiple people playing it. And I get the appeal, right? And I, I even I want to play it because it looks very interesting. It looks like fun to play, depending on who you're going to be playing it with. It's kind of like when Portal 2 came out. But that means that every like till this day, people are still talking about it. I don't hear anybody talking about Deathloop. Me neither. But that's why, like I said, uh, I think in a previous episode or the episode before that, I wonder if Deathloop actually sold as well. Um, because I think you said like, yeah, the Xbox audience is just waiting for the game to come to Game Pass and then it will really take off. But like that, in a way, that's doing the game. Uh, is it, not getting the 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 attention deserves because it's a apparently well, not even that it's coming to Game Pass that it's coming to Xbox at all because it's yeah. still a PlayStation exclusive for like another six or seven months yeah so like you would expect if a PlayStation exclusive that scores these high grades is this such of a good game would be like really popular but like I don't know anyone that in my friends or people I know that. Like maybe like I know like maybe two people or maybe three people that played the game and that's because they got it from the publisher. But mm -hmm. otherwise, I don't know anyone that went that, that told me, "Hey, I bought Death Deathloop and it's really cool." You know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, which is weird because it's a super good game, you know. And like based on this, you could almost expect that next year's game of the year will be either. God of War will either Horizon Forbidden West or will either mm -hmm. be Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 because those three are super popular games. And seeing Assuming as... it comes out in 2022. Well, I cannot imagine those games not coming out next year. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, those two games, definitely. I'm talking about the Breath of the Wild sequel. I don't oh, but I cannot... Breath of the Wild's coming out next year. De definitely. But, like, anyways, like, if, if we're taking the same logic about... Popular games get the most votes and are not and uh, automatically make them contenders, even though they may not be the best games. Because I mean, like mm -hmm. Last of Us 2 got Game of the Year last year, 
and there's a huge divide on if that is a great game or not. But it probably got game of the year because a lot of people were like, let me play this because I want to know what the whole issue is about or what the whole controversy is about. And that's kind of maybe how we got uh, game of the year, regardless of it being a great game, because it's a really good game with some disputable or discussable stuff. Um, But like, you know, so don't you already know, like next year is either going to be God of War, Horizon Forbidden West or uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the it's the most logical thing to do. It's the most... So so even if we get, like, for example, there was a game called Ark Raiders. I think it's made by the new studio from Patrick Soderlund. It mm-hmm. looked like this really cool, open-world, proper anthem kind of game. It really got me excited. So, like, I don't think it's coming out next year. But say, like, that game comes out next year, and it blows mm-hmm. everybody away, and it does something completely new, and it's radically and innovative, and well, the whole shebang... Well, if it's not as popular as the other three games I mentioned, then like a game like that will never get Game of the Year, even though it might actually deserve to be Game of the Year. You forgot one. Which one? Halo did not get nominated this year, so it's eligible for next year. Oh yeah, but I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's if it will win anything big because it's been a year already by that time. Yeah, but by that logic, um, Cyberpunk should not have gotten nominated this year. It still got nominated. Yeah, but like Despite one all in the category. Spus- it did it? I don't it, think it did it win? I think it got no, it didn't win, but it got a nominee, I think, in one category. Oh yeah, it did get on a nominated one category. Yeah, but, but only in one category. Despite that fact, it still got nominated. Because I didn't expect it to get nominated at all after the backlash. Yeah, but well, I, w- I wonder would Halo get nominated in the game of the year category? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's Halo. Yeah, yeah, I know, because but like it's been a don't year. Don't forget, like like all these all these uh, outlets have to they, they get free reign in what they essentially nominate yeah so you know that when it comes to nominations they're going to put it at the top of their list they're putting it they're making a mental note they're putting it in their calendar don't forget to nominate halo for next game awards that i'm pretty <laughs> sure they're already doing that. i'm not yeah. even joking yeah probably so yeah i mean I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. Yeah, there's a cutoff date, and I think it's just around the corner when... I think it's just after Halo came out. Oh, before Halo came out. Yeah. Yeah. But also, remember, Halo's, Halo's co-op is coming out in March. May. So that's going to give it May. May? Yeah, from what I heard, it's coming out in May. Okay. It's coming out sometime next year. Yeah. It's going to reignite that conversation again. Probably. Yeah. Because people are going to replay that game again with their friends on Legendary Mode. Because yep. that's what people do. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be in... People are going to be talking about it for quite a while. And the multiplayer is free to play. Yep. So, that's going to keep it in conversation. And the fact that they're still trying to fix the battle pass <laughs> keeps it in the conversation for at least... The next couple of months. I mean, if unless they don't make big changes, if they're just making small, small changes, it might dwindle. But I don't think, um, I don't think that it's not gonna. I don't think the conversation about Halo in general is going to disappear over the next six months at least, yeah. if that at all. Probably. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Other than that, like the most the, the thing that people watch it, of course, is for the world premieres. And boy, 
did we see some world premieres? Yeah. Were they memorable? Some were. I like the Ark Raiders one. Mm-hmm. That one was a good one. Yeah, I, th- I really had to laugh about how goofy Keanu Reeves is with his hands and his... In his way he speaks, but he's like did he's you? like that in general because I saw him on the late night show and he did that there as well. So I think that's like he's that's just how he is. That's he, he's just awkward, you know. Oh, side note: Did you see him like completely like diss NFTs in this interview that he did? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I love this man. This guy is awesome. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played the Matrix Experience thingy yet, but I heard it's really cool. Oh my goodness! You, here's the thing, right? I know you, and I know there are other other bunch of people that have like next gen consoles. I'm the only one I think in our like circle of friends and acquaintances that does not own a next gen console like by choice. And like that experience, I really want to like try it, and I have no one to turn to. You have your best friend. Man, I haven't been to his place in, like, I think over a year. <laughs> well, now, seeing as the Netherlands is in lockdown for the next three weeks, oh, that is ample, so time, ample time to do it. You can finally mm. experience one of these babies. Oh, you can't see it because I'm a <laughs> But you can see the... Sh- see, yeah, you can I see, see like, it. You can yeah. finally try hold yeah. one of these babies, you know, yeah, and, and, and feel how it is out. properly. And, you know... Um, yeah. Like, I mean... I still have to say, after a year of next-gen consoles, I still tell people that don't have one but really want one, I, I'm being honest and I'm like, you're not missing out. It's, no. not, it's not that there are so many... Like, if Horizon Forbidden West came out this year, I might say, yeah, you're missing out. But there aren't any games out there yet that, like, scream... You need to have a PS5 now, sell your kidney and buy one because you need one right now. It's I mean, like, Sony doesn't even have an exclusive this year. Yeah. For the holiday. And I mean, like, for the Xbox, I would say it's Halo at the moment. And yeah. maybe Forza Horizon 5. But those are only games that came out in the last month. So, like, until last month, it also wasn't a really big deal to not have an Xbox Series X. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing out. And even though, like, we got some games, like Ratchet and Clank, I still haven't bought it. We got Kina, still haven't bought it. Um... You know, I really want to get Kina. Yeah, me too. But it's like maybe it's because you know I haven't bought Ratchet because it's eighty bucks. And um, funnily enough, I have been playing more. Most of my games this year have been PS4 games. Just working on my backlog and finishing those games. Uh, and I've actually only bought like a handful of PS5 games this year. And maybe yeah. pricing plays a part because you know you you think twice before dropping eighty bucks on a game. But in a way, I'd say like. You know, I'm actually, in a way, it, it's good because that way, I, on the PS4, I would just randomly buy games, you know, and some I've never even played. Uh, it's just like this impulse buying. And now I just actually finish the games and then I just buy a new one or I go back to an old game um, and, and then play. That yeah, finish that instead of just constantly impulse buying new stuff and then forgetting about games or never getting to games, you know. So in a way, it's it's good for my wallet and it's also good for actually finishing games instead of only buying the, the only finishing the big games and then leaving the the, the lesser known games yeah, um yeah, yeah. so yeah but i'm honest if you're if you don't have a ps5 it's okay like try to get one before horizon comes out 
even that technically you don't have to do because it's coming out to ps4 and you get a free upgrade to the ps5 version anyways after the fact so yeah but like you still want to experience that game in its fullest glory uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to experience it in its fullest glory on the PlayStation 4. No, 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 no. This is the way. The PS5 is the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck finding one, though. Well, so. I mean, the drops are becoming more frequent. But uh, I, I hope finally next year will be the year that people can just walk into a store and buy one. No. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> we we can dream, we can all dream about it, but that not. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. Do we need? Is there anything else we want to talk about the game awards before we talk about like our how we experienced this year, um, in terms of gaming, or do we want to put that in like what we've been playing in general? because no, there's nothing because I was like outside of that. Yeah, there was the a new thing... Elder Ring trailer, but you know it's Elder Ring, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a new... and there was a play test. Yeah, yeah. And Did you was... get invited? No, I didn't sign up because it's not my kind yeah. of game. All right, yeah. Yeah, and um, there was a new Saints Row trailer, and it looked more goofy compared to the other one. Then the, the fr- fr- yeah, that the was fr- actually yeah. The first one was really serious, and this one was really like old school Saints Rowy. So yeah, um, I'm like, oh, I hope the fans are happy. <laughs> I think they did it specifically so they can make the fans happy, and yeah. it got a date. It got a release date. Yeah, because they pushed it back, and I think. It's coming out like what August? Yeah, it's coming out in August. I think traditionally, like those games came out in August, so it's okay. It's like generally in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, there were a bunch of other, but here, see, that's also kind of the problem, isn't it? There were a bunch of like world premieres. There is not a lot that we can remember of those world premieres. Nothing no, really yeah. stood out. Yeah, so- oh. The new uh, um, Senua Hellblade. Oh, trailer. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That game. It freaks me out. Why does it look so good? I don't know. That's so weird. But I, I actually still, wonder if still... it looks that good. Like, have you like seen the first game? Because the first game looked amazing. I saw it. I haven't played it, but I saw it, yeah. I honestly... the. I know you're going to be like, oh, you just want to get it because it's on Switch. But I legit want to get uh, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice on Switch. Is it because on they Switch? Ported, yeah, they ported that sucker on Switch before they got bought by Microsoft, before the sale was... Uh, oh, I didn't even know that game was on Switch. Wow. And apparently it looks like really good on Switch. I just haven't gotten like around to picking it up. Can that run on the Switch? They got it to run it. And it's not the cloud version. They actually ported it to Switch. Wow. Okay. But then again, they also ported uh, 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 um, Dying Light, the first game at least. And apparently it, it runs at 30 frames per second, but it runs at a smooth 30 frames per second. Huh. Can't really say the same thing about GTA, the definitive edition, now can we? No. And that's an older game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Boy, push that that freaking game! What a friggin' year it's been, man. Yeah, man. Like GTA got rumored for the longest time, and then comes out and it's like that. There are now new rumors that the Bully Two 
project got rebooted and it, they're working on it. Yeah, there was a, a rumor that was going to get announced at the Game Awards, but that like at this last minute they pulled it or something. They pulled it. That's apparently what the rumor is. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's not like the bully two that they were working on before, but it's a new bully two that they're working on. Okay. And it is in a playable state. They just decided not to show it off. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, what else is interesting, actually, that came out this week? Um, since we're going to talk about stuff like that anyway. So, outside of that, we also got the confirmation, finally, from Ubisoft Toronto that they're working on a Splinter Cell remake. Yeah. Or re- yeah, remake. They specifically said remake, not remaster. Yep. So and it's not an open-world game, from what I heard. No. It's one of the older games, so we don't know which one exactly they're working on. Maybe Chaos um, Theory, because that's one of the most popular ones. When did that one come out? On the, it's a PS. It. It's a PS2 game. Oh shoot! Really? Yeah, because they did Splint Cell, Splint Cell Pandora tomorrow, and then Chaos Theory. All three of them were on the Xbox and the PS2, and then they did Double Agent, which was the first one on the PS3. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so it could be one of those. So who knows? Yeah. Um, when did they say that they were aiming for, or did they not give up? They didn't, because like, they were like, we're hiring for a new Splint Cell game, and oh, we right, just want to yeah, let yeah. you know that we're working on it. So probably with the next Ubisoft Forward, we might see something, like a tease or something, a CG trailer. Depending um, on when they're going to do a new Ubisoft Forward? Yeah, I was expecting a trailer for some more Division 2 content, because the developer is working on, an, I think, another expansion pack or something for the Division 2. Um but that wasn't in the cards. Yeah. And you know what's uh, also not in the cards for Ubisoft? No. Friggin' NFTs. I feel like the last week, like a lot of developers started to jump on that train. And I'm like, no, please don't. Did you see the 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 most obvious and like the the thing that makes you like question NFTs in gaming absolutely completely? No. Is Peter Nolan News Studio is doing an NFT game? Oh, was it that where, where you can buy an MP- NPC for yourself in the game? No, that you could. Yeah, you can buy. Uh, like you can manage a company in the NFT metaverse. That is their game called Legacy. Oh wow! Yeah, and you can off. You can off. Like if you read the description of the whole venture, you can clearly tell that it was not made for gamers. It was made specifically for crypto bros. Ugh. And oh man, that is and it, you can tell that it is a Peter Molyneux um project because only Peter Molyneux would go a hundred percent in gaming and NFTs by making a game that is literally that. Oh good grief. Just if you if you didn't think that NFTs and gamers was toxic, that's your proof, honestly, right there. I'm just waiting for EA, Ubisoft, and Activision to incorporate this into Call of Duty, Battlefield, or FIFA. Definitely, it's coming to FIFA. And uh, oh, yeah, no joke. Yeah, Freaking ultimate team bullcrap. Yep. But the funny part about the Ubisoft thing is that so Ubisoft is letting people earn the NFTs. And then they can resell it because Ubisoft makes money from every resell on the secondhand market on the secondhand NFT market. Um, that's how they're planning to make money on it. But the nonsense that you have to go through. So they're doing it in 
the one game that is pretty much dead, which is um, uh, uh, Ghost, Ghost Recon, Recon Breakpoint. Break break point. Yeah. And one of the ways you could get like one of the items was this hideous mask, like super ugly mask. And you'd have to play the game for 600 plus hours. Yes. I don't think people have even spent 100 hours in Breakpoint. And if they did, nowhere near 600. There's probably I don't think one anybody person in the world that has that. If there is one person that did that, I'm like, wow, you wasted 600 hours on that game? Man, yeah. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. You, may, you might as well have spent 600 hours in The Division 2 because at least that game is better. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that they didn't do it for The Division 2, but honestly, I the only reason I think they didn't do it for The Division 2 is because they don't want to destroy the goodwill that particular game has. <sighs> yeah, probably. Yeah, because Breakpoint, nobody likes Breakpoint. Nobody cares about Breakpoint. They know it. I actually finished it this year. I liked it, even though it was... Really? Yeah, but like, if I were to grade it, I would say like, buy it when it's on sale, and I would give it like a a 7. That's still higher than I would expect. Yeah, but maybe it's because like, I like the tactical kind of games like that, you know, where you can customize your squad and you kind of go into that whole marine corps special forces command yadi yadi stuff and then you know it's satisfying that when you have like this complex you need to infiltrate and then you draw you send out your drone and you scout out where all the enemies are and then you use your squad tactically to take out some people and then you slowly sneak in kind of like a metal gear style um yeah there is some satisfying element to that yeah i i guess uh, too bad the game was broken as crap when it came out. Yeah, that's why I waited like until this year to play it. <laughs> oh, good grief. But yeah, this year, a lot of people brought this up. And when I think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that was actually kind of true, wasn't it? Like a lot of games came out broken. More so year. than uh, than More before. so than usual. Yeah. And it's super weird, right? I, I mean, I didn't have that problem. I play Nintendo games. Uh, was not broken when it came out. You sound so elite now. I play Nintendo <laughs> games. Those games are never <laughs> broken. Oh, hey, at least I'm not. At least I'm not a PC master. Yeah, no, like, like, poor plebs. You have to wait for your patches to come out. I'll just play Pokemon <laughs> Snap. I play Nintendo <laughs> games. What's with the British accent? So I associate that with being elite. So. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness gracious me. I play Nintendo games in it. <laughs> mommy, mommy, can I get this Nintendo guy? Yeah. I've been ever so good. <laughs> oh. oh good grief. Oh sorry. My apologies. Um what were we talking about again? <laughs> Broken games. <laughs> Broken games, yes. Um Yeah, I mean what like actually if we're talking about broken games games that you've played this year yes was any of them part of the broken games list if you think about it uh, i mean one i know one of them was which was battlefield 2042 yeah yeah besides that one uh i would say maybe assassin's creed valhalla even though i waited specifically for some patches to come out but even then, there were like some issues here and there. 
uh, I had like a couple of missions bug out on me, so I had to either restart the game, and I had that like maybe once or twice with Far Cry, but it wasn't like a constant thing that happened, mm -hmm. uh, not like Cyberpunk or something, which mm -hmm. I still need to play, but you know, I'll just do it in two years or something. Apparently, uh, it's in a very playable state at this point. Like the the Steam reviews for it now are like very positive. Okay, well, I I I played it after the first. I played it when it came out, and then I didn't like it because it was broken. Then I played it after the first big patch came out, but it was still broken. But then I was like, you know what? I'll just wait for a while because I don't. There's no rush in it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, but besides that, no, because either I played PS4 games that already had come out. Uh, or I played, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't even buy that many PS5 games this year. I bought Returnal, I bought Valhalla, I bought Deathloop, I bought Death Stranding, the completed, the, the director's cut, mm -hmm. and I bought De Battlefield 2042 last week. Yeah. And that's it for the PS5 games I own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, I also did not buy a lot of games this year. Like, the yeah. games that I bought were either on sale and, like, at the cheapest, I'd buy it for, like, maybe three bucks or three euros or whatever you want to call it. And at the most, I spent on games that were on sale maybe maybe 20 euros. But that that was, like, a game that was full priced and then, like, it dropped to 20 mm. euros. It's like, okay, like that, yeah. that's fine. Like in terms of new games, like I said, I already bought like new Pokemon Snap. Um, you bought I Pokemon Diamond or Pearl? I did end up buying Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Yeah, um, yeah. I bought Dread, obviously. Um, yep. And I think in terms of like new games, because there was enough, there were some stuff that came out for the Switch early this year, um, but I didn't pick it up. Like Bravely Default Two came out this year, like nobody's talking about bravely default 2 it didn't even get nominated for game of the year that's how little people talked about breath of the or bravely default 2 yep which is crazy because like something else got nominated for rpg which is not an rpg and it's monster hunter which yeah. makes no sense monster hunter is not an rpg i oh by the way i did buy monster Hunter. that was oh yeah that was this year i also played that <laughs> i know i played that because when i checked my recap for the Switch games I played, I played that for like 126 hours. Holy shit. All of that was, I think, pretty sure in the first month. Because I haven't touched that game in like months. And that's partly because I don't have anybody else to play it with. Um, I mean, Maybe. I can play with random people. That's not a problem. But I'm at the, I'm almost at the end of like the main game. But the, the monsters are so tough. Oh, damn. Like if you don't have like a solid team to work with. You're just going to wipe out every time. And I'm not going to lie and say that I'm the best player. I am not the best player. <laughs> so I tend to get carried. <laughs> hey, like, no shade on that, man. If you if you need to be carried in Monster Hunter, that's fine. Like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you'd start feeling guilty for the rest of your crewmates. And that's all. But they have they have added a bunch of. Uh, finally, they're starting to do co collabs with other um, franchises outside of Capcom. And the, one of the first ones they did was um, with Sonic, and it looks pretty cool. And I kind of want it. Oh, I didn't even know that. And the next one that's coming is the one that I've been waiting for for almost a year, which is the Universal Studios Japan collaboration. They do this with every game. 
And I feel like the set that you can get with the Universal Studios Japan collaborations are always the prettiest ones because mm. they're blue and gold. Oh, that's nice. They're always like blue and gold. They're like very, very nice and like very cool looking. And it's like, ah, oh, gosh darn it. I've been waiting for this for so long. So I haven't <laughs> even seen what they look like yet. They just announced that it's coming. I was like, okay, when it's, when it, I'm going to prep for it. And when it's back in full effect, I'm going to be playing that. I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the outfits. And then I'm going to like either continue playing or peace out again. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah. So that was exciting to hear at the very least. And yeah, I did play a lot of like, this was also the first time for me to play a lot of Monster Hunter with other people. Hmm. And yes, this also includes my time playing Monster Hunter World. And honestly, I feel I feel that way because they kind of handled online play better in Monster Hunter Rise, in my opinion, than they did in Monster Hunter World. Whereas in world, it's like a pre, it's it's like it's preset that it's always online. Mm. Whereas with uh, Rise, you have to choose to have other people join your quest. So you can say like, "Oh, I'm opening this quest that I'm going to jump into for the multiplayer, so that people can jump in and assist." I think that's way fun, way more fun because that way you can choose when you jump in. And you don't, or even if you're in a uh, a mission and it's one that you can play as a multiplayer, it's not part of the single player, it's multiplayer, you can still do basically what you did in Monster Hunter World, which is the SOS uh, flare kind of thing, where you say like, oh, I'm opening this up now for other people to come and assist me. Hmm. So even mid-quest, you can still do that. And that's really nice. I, uh, I really like how they did that. So hopefully they carry that over in the future. But for now, I can look forward to the USJ stuff. And in the summer, the, the expansion pack coming out. The expansion pack, Sunbreak, yep. which is looking really cool. They did show a new trailer of Sunbreak. So I am, yeah. I am really excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. And outside of that, I didn't, yeah, like I said, like most of the stuff was like on sale um, or stuff that I got through PlayStation Plus, you know? Yeah. Um, Godfall, anyone? Oh, it's not even the full version of Godfall? Oh, I talked about it last time. Yeah, we talked about it last yeah. time. It's like, yeah, oh the, my god. The Challengers too. Edition. Way to, how to yeah. make a crappier game even more crappier. Exactly. Actually, it's not even that. Because the Challenger Edition takes out a lot of the, the grind work. Yeah, but like... Because they know the game is absolute crap. So they took out yeah. the grind work. So you get to the better stuff quicker. And it's still not the full game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, also, this year, I also got back into Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, nice. And it is really good. I've like, heard a lot of people month. say that. Like I, want, like, I played it for a month. Because I bought, like, all, the, all but the last expansion pack. Like, it was on sale for, like, 20 bucks. Hmm. So I bought it. And I was like, okay, let me get into it because you get a free 30-day pass. So I played it, and like I played it for like almost the entire month. And I was able to level up quite a lot, but I still haven't finished like the first story. So the the Realm Reborn story arc. But and then like I still have like three other expansion packs to go through. So I might 
pick it up again sometime next year and just continue on because and the because Endwalker came out like last week or two weeks ago and people are loving it and it's the last expansion pack um, oh okay yeah so after that no more new story stuff interesting yeah so I don't know if Final Fantasy 17 is gonna be an MMO or 18 we don't know because 16 still needs to come out. And we do know that part of the Final Fantasy XIV team is working on Final Fantasy XVI. Like a splinter group is working on Final Fantasy XVI. And you can tell by the aesthetics mm. that, oh, and, and like some of the gameplay stuff that was in the reveal trailer, like, oh, this really looks like it came from Final Fantasy XIV's crew, and it was. I wouldn't know. I don't play the game, so. <laughs> well, I am, and I'm saying it. So, Thank you. yeah so um in terms of my gaming year outside of that um i mean both of us got into streaming uh i started early in the year again um after not streaming for like i streamed on and off once or twice in between the years but the last time i seriously streamed on a schedule in quotes was back in 2014 14-ish, 15? Oh, back when, back when Splatoon was uh, out, I played a lot of Splatoon on stream. That was a good time. Um, it was also around that time I was also playing a lot of Kerbal on stream. Um, so those were the two games that I, lo- I played a lot back then, and then I dropped off and started again, and this is like the most I have played a lot. I mean, we were talking about the Twitch recap stuff, uh, before we started recording and like i've played i've like streamed like a hundred and like 26 or something hours this year which is insane considering that i only stream twice a week and i stream an average of two hours yeah well it's crazy how how fast it can go mm-hmm. i only did the the sundays and it was like two to four hours so yeah so yeah it's it's been it's been really crazy it's uh it's been a fun ride so far, and I've actually really fell I've really fallen in love with streaming and watching other streamers play and I've like I've fallen into a few communities and they've been super awesome. Um and it's been so fun just to like share the love of gaming that way. Yeah. Even if it is with a small audience, I honestly don't care as long as people are legit interested. I wouldn't want to be I a big it. streamer, because like when I sometimes watch uh I never watch big streamers because, you know, it's just two. There's only maybe one I watch and then it's the her, her VODs because then I just want to see the game she plays. Mm-hmm. But like I saw uh, there's a YouTube channel I follow and it's a tech YouTube channel. And then uh, he did like those, uh, I'm going to donate money to streamers and see what happens. And then yeah. he went to Tim the Tatman and he dropped some serious money and the dude didn't even respond. And I'm like, really? Are you too uh how do you say that do you feel too good enough to respond to a donation like that yeah. because you're this big shot guy i don't even like him the time and i don't know you know just by looking i don't even at, know who that is like by even by looking at his face i'm like you know uh but he's like a really big popular streamer uh yeah. but like i'm like no man you gotta even if it's a dollar man you don't know how hard it for some people is it's to, to give money away you know it's like i think yeah. i think it happened this year with that i can't remember her name with that streamer chick that, that got in a controversy where she said like 
Which you... one? There are a lot of them. Yeah, there was this chick that said, like, if you can't spend $5 to subscribe, then there, you shouldn't be in my stream. A lot of them said that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. I don't know. Hey, I, I know this one that did that said, said that. And she said, like, yeah, if you, can't, if you can't spend money on my stream, if you can't have five bucks to spend to subscribe, then you have no reason to be in my stream. Then you might as well not be here. And then, like, mm -hmm. a lot of people jumped on that and said, like, how dare you? You have no idea what people are going through because some people don't have money to spend. They're, like, poor or they're homeless or they can barely make ends meet. And then you say some dumb shit like this. And then she uh, made a video. So like, oh, I'm really sorry I said that. And I was really insensitive and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't mean that. If nobody had said something about it, you wouldn't have made this. You wouldn't have had this realization that what you said was wrong. Um, I'll look up what her name was and I'll send it to you. But like, you know, with, with stuff like that, I'm like, if people take the time and effort to come to your stream, to spend money on your stream, then you should, even if it's a dollar, you should be appreciative. Like I can't imagine that you cannot reply to everyone's message because yeah. if you have a lot of viewers, your your chat's going like crazy. You know, that's why I like small streamers because, you know, that way you actually have a way to connect with the streamer and just talk to them. And, and it feels like you're playing or watching a game with friends instead of, um, you know, um, having hundreds of people in your chat going like machine gun fire up and down. And you, yeah. you're like, yeah, I don't know where to respond to, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but honestly, it, like you said, it is true. It, like I have, like I say, like I've made a lot of friends this year, which is crazy for me. Yeah. Um, I like in general don't have a lot of friends to begin with. Um, by oh. choice, it's not because you know. Also, partially because you know, as you know, you're just I socially myself, awkward. It's okay. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Yes, I'm socially awkward. You know, I'm. I mean, I'm kidding, but, man. I'm kidding. No, but no, but you're right. It's true. I mean, I'm an I'm an introvert. Like I That's okay. don't really come to life in a conversation unless it's about video games because it's something that I can relate to. There's a passion. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, but it's also let's be honest. In my case, it is also a crutch for me because I can. I mean, I can talk about other stuff, but. I wouldn't be as passionate about it or as informed about it as mm. it's if it's not like video games or anime or anything pop culture related. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it kind of I kind of grind to a halt. So okay. this has really been like, yeah, it's not like fun. I grab a cigar and some brandy and I sit on my couch. I'm like, oh, let's let's have a book club, gentlemen. And let's speak of uh, this book here. Oh, it's so dandy. No, it's not like I do that. <laughs> Honestly, though, without the book club, I would still see you swirling a brandy and a cigar. <laughs> I could totally imagine that and be like, "Thank you." Yeah, that's that's on brand for strong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I've never actually, I've never ever smoked a cigarette, like not even a like a, a puff or whatever you call that. But I've yeah. always said, like, if I ever were to start smoking, I would just switch to cigars instantly because you know, I don't know, <laughs> I like the smell better or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah yeah so outside of that this year has been mostly me playing also older games that i have yet to finish not a bad um, thing no i mean definitely not a bad thing i've actually finished games so you know, that's an achievement finish. on its own <laughs> shut up and say that i don't that i don't finish games i finish games then yeah it just takes a long while yeah i mean i even got to finish like super metroid right before metroid dread come came out so 
yeah um yeah i think uh i think that's it uh unless there's anything else you want to talk about that you like you no. experienced this year no because we're gonna go into what we've been playing anyway so yeah thank you all stick around we'll be right back with what we've been Ladies and gentlemen, to the second and final segment of this episode of Game Rivals, um, with always what we've been playing. So, Sean Templar, what have you been playing? I've uh, surprisingly been playing a lot lately. Um, so, first off, I was able to finish Far Cry Six. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, I enjoyed it. It was a really nice game. Um, it uh, the the ending took me by surprise because something happened that I didn't expect to happen. So I was like, mm, okay, that's nice. That's a surprise for a change. Um, I, I don't know how many hours I put into it, but it's like just your basic open world game. I only did the main quests. I didn't feel like doing the side quests. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool because basically the game is divided into like a starting area. And then from there you have like three main areas on the island. And then you have to do missions in those areas because you need to win over the the Gria faction of that area. And then when you have all three uh, factions, then you can try to overthrow the government and go after Castillo, which makes sense. Um, and then after you finish the game, there's this end game uh, part of it um, where the remnants of the Castillo faction take over certain areas. And then you have to do like missions to uh, kick them out of that area Um I did it, and then I was like, well, now I have to wait six days for the next one to start. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'll probably just end up removing the game from my PlayStation because it takes up space. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, it's a fun game. The only gripes I would have with it is that there are so many guns in the games, but eventually, if you get certain weapons, you're not encouraged or there's no incentive to find other weapons and use other weapons because the weapons you have are really pretty strong. So there's not a lot of like uh, incentive to switch around weapons. So I basically had like the same weapons for a large part of the game because it just worked, you know. Sometimes I would just mix it up because I was bored, you know. I'd suddenly use uh, a, a bow and arrow or like a, a shotgun, but it was not like I was forced to do it. It was more like, oh yeah, I feel like uh, I have to do this, you know. And um, yeah, that's basically it. I played. Um, I played Formula 1 2021 because I bought it on uh, PC during Black Friday. I'm playing it with an uh, Xbox One controller for now, even though I have a steering wheel. I just don't, I just want to play the game. I just don't feel like learning how to use the steering wheel. So for now, I'm just You're lazy. I'm lazy, yes. I'm, I'm using the controller. Um, I didn't do a my team because I did my team in 2020. So in this season, I just started the, the normal career mode where you pick one of the existing teams. I picked Ferrari because, you know, that's my team. And then you just create your own character and you try to win the driver's championship and the constructor. Uh, you immediately notice a difference because in my team, you basically have no resources and nothing. You have to start from scratch. So you really have to build up the car. And that way it does feel more satisfying to win the championship like I did last time in a previous game. Because but, you put better effort into it. Yeah, so like I really had to choose the upgrades and I really had to, you know, put in the effort to win and I like I had to take more risks. 
Whereas with now, with with a team like Ferrari in the real world, Ferrari was this year the third team on the grid. Uh, after they especially did some upgrades to the car, they really shined through. Um, so you in the game, you really notice like you have all sorts of facilities at your disposal, a lot of resources points to pump put into the car. You're still like third on the grid. But like I won my first race, even though I qualified like eighth or something. So I got really lucky. Um, so yeah, uh, I, and I've even done a shorter season because like normally there's like 22 races, but there's some tracks on it that I really don't like, like Monaco. So what I've done this time is like you can choose either 16 races or 12 races. So I did 16. I did my favorite tracks in there. Some unknown ones I've never driven on. And then I've just been at it. So I'm like in my third race now. Um, they've also improved the way you you get resource points because normally it would be like you have to do like uh, I think like eight or like five or, or eight um, objectives while you're in, in practice. So like you have to uh, do like uh, track acclimatization as they call it. So you have to go through these gates that are on the track and then you have to chain them together and then you get a certain amount of points. And then if you get X amount of points, you get the green tier, you get 50 resource points. And if you go for purple, then you have to get more points. And then all those resource points, you you invest in the car. Um, so now they've just grouped them together. So you can just, they're like, we need you to drive five laps maximum and try to focus on these areas. So that makes it a lot more easier. As well as that, if there are some ones you can't get, you can have the AI try it for you. Uh, and then it just gets deducted from the time you have in a practice session. So it's a lot more accessible. Um, yeah, so I've been playing that. Then uh, Among Us came out on PS4. And well, it's been like more than a year since I played Among Us. And then uh, my regular group that I play it with, they were like, hey, man, you want to play Among Us? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's try it. And I'm like, sure. And I bought it on the PS4 or PS5 for like four bucks. And it actually plays nice on PlayStation. I didn't expect it. Because I was used to playing it on PC or with a touchscreen. Does uh, the does because I know they did it with Switch. So I'm assuming they did the same thing for PlayStation Five. The when you like walking through the environment, yes. does the Dual Sense can you feel like the different environments, like heat sources and stuff? I like don't that? know. What, to be honest, I don't know. I haven't really focused on it because I was like so tensed up because you know. You're, I'll pay attention next time. It's a good one, actually, because I remember you telling that like had like HD rumble features in it. Yeah, yeah. Like the odd thing it has is, really is, good HD rumble features. It's like one of the few games that does it. Yeah, like the odd thing is that, for example, when you have to do keycard swipe, it's not through the touchpad. It's like an analog stick move, which is weird because yeah. I was like, why didn't Switch they just does the same thing? Yeah, yeah, why didn't they just map this to the trackpad, the touchpad? But like it's been, they've added so much stuff since the last time I played it. Like you have roles now, you have shapeshifter and engineer and whatnot, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? So and they've upped the player count to fifteen. But so far we've been playing with like seven, eight people. Fifteen but, is a bit too chaotic. I've tried yeah. a few, a few times, like with our buddy RB Gaming, mm. and honestly, it feels a bit too chaotic. Like. The size that they have originally is like the perfect yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, and like there, there was this moment in which because if if you get the shapeshifter as the imposter, you can basically fool everybody by telling yourself you're another character, and then they think it's that character because you literally morph into that character. So like there was this. So I we usually have different names. So one of my close friends was called Chupapi. 
because it's like the Chupavi Muñeño. So I was like, oh, then I'll be Muñeño. So like if we stand next to each other, it says Chupavi Muñeño. And then suddenly <laughs> I walk into cafeteria and there's another Muñeño there. I'm like, huh? And then that person suddenly kills somebody and there's another person that walks in and you can literally see them being confused because there's two Muñeños. You see the person like walking left to right. They're like, whoa, this person's confused. And then... They're like, oh, I need to report this. So they report it and they're like, it's Muñeño. And I'm like, no, it's not me. I didn't do it. And like, yes, I saw you do it. I'm like, no, but there's a shapeshifter. It's like, come on, shapeshifter. There's no shapeshifter in this in this game. Like, no, there's actually a shapeshifter, you know? So it adds like this whole different dynamic to the game. I haven't uh, played it in a really long time. I haven't played it since they added the 15-player multiplayer stuff. Yeah, so, like, they've added a lot of stuff because it was really, really... Uh, I had to, like... It felt like learning this whole new game, whereas I've put in quite some hours already last year. But it's nice that they did it because you, you have, like, the scientist that can check on everybody's vitals. You have an engineer who can also vent, I believe. So it changes the whole dynamic of the game. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, because we always play with the same people... I've said it before, like our games are far more emotion based. Whereas, I mean, I think you and I have played with a group and those are like scientists. They're like more like Sherlock Holmes and they use the art of deduction. deduction. I'm like, no, this game is not meant for that series. Brandy Cigar, let us deduce who did it, gentlemen. Oh, you are really I'm going into this Boston. British accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably next season, I'll just only do British accents. Oh, um, so, oh so, so, like, in, in our games, it's, like, full of emotion. Like, somebody just randomly says something. It's like, ah, it's, it's too poppy. And then they're like, why? It's, it's because he is. And then they just throw in all sorts of stuff. Or, like, um, in one of our games... There's a, a friend of mine who plays, and his girlfriend plays along as well. So, like, eventually, he, he screamed at her. He said, like, I'm swe- I am swear to God, it's him. If it's not, I'll do the dishes for a week. And I'm like, what, the, what is happening? Why are they adding these personal touches into it? I mean, that's not fair because we can't say stuff like that. And then yeah. the next round, the same girl had to pick between me and someone else. And I like... I didn't have anything to say to her. I couldn't say, like, I'll do the dishes for a week, you know? So, like, do you really have to believe me? I swear to God, please just trust <laughs> in me. I'm really not the imposter, you know? And I, I, I was oh, the man. imposter, but yeah. Um, so, Jacques. Yeah, so I, I played Among Us, and then um i still need to finish yakuza 3 i haven't played it since i started far cry 6 uh and i've, I've bought battlefield 2042 because it was on sale after the game awards it was 60 bucks instead of 80 so i was like fine you know and there had been some yeah. updates and i was in doubt if i should buy it on pc or on playstation and, and i still have like hmm, maybe i should have played it on pc but I wanted to be able to experience the game at its fullest. And on PC, I can't because it's a really, you know, intense game graphically. So if I had like a 3080, it would be fine. Um, So that's why I kind of chose the PlayStation version because it's the most optimized version for it. And I did struggle a little bit in the beginning with controls because I don't think the aim assist is like it's they've added it because it wasn't really there or it feels like it's not completely working. So sometimes it really feels like you're just shooting across the whole place, whereas normally you just have aim assist and then it just helps out. Um, 
And then, yeah, the, the funny thing is, is, it, is you're basically getting four Battlefield games. You're getting 2042, and then in Portal, you're getting remasters of 1942, of Bad Company 2, and of Battlefield 3. And they all have different gunplay. So it doesn't feel the same. Because, like, I was playing with a friend, and we went to play Bad Company 2, and we were actually making a lot of kills. And then we switched back to 2042, and then we were barely making kills because the gunplay and the way the game works is so completely so different. different yeah. So it's, like, really frustrating because you're like, but I want to be able to enjoy 2042 because it has this cool setting and these cool guns. And I, I, and they've also capped the XP in Portal because people kept creating these XP farms with bots so they could just kill the bots on and on and on and then level up their weapons. So DICE temporarily has capped the XP mm. on that until they have a permanent fix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been putting more hours into it and lately I have been getting better at it. And um, they've also added 64, option, 64 player options for uh, Conquest and for Breakthrough. And I've been only playing that because you notice that with the 128 maps, they're so big and there are too many open spaces. So nine out of 10 times, you'll just get sniped on your way to an objective. Whereas now with 64, it's a bit more condensed. So that option, that, that possibility of sniping is still there, but it's less than what you would have. Um, so yeah, I am enjoying 2042 now. There's still a lot of balancing required because you sometimes people can kill you with an smg from the range they would kill you with a sniper and you're like uh okay how did that happen you know so there's like yeah. they really need to balance the game properly but i think that's some of the things they'll start doing next year because it's the holidays and they probably have some time off but for now they really did bring out some really good updates i think they did already three or four updates since launch and it's in a better state because i played it from the early access period and if I compare it to what it is now, it's really, really better. Um, so yeah, I would uh, I would say like uh, for now, I'm a happy Battlefield 2042 player. There was a free weekend for Call of Duty Vanguard. I played it on the PS5. It's fun, but it's not my kind of game. So, you know, they had shipment in it and it was chaos and I kept dying. I didn't make kills. And it, in the beginning, I had a little bit like a, uh, I was overwhelmed because Battlefield is like a slower pace shooter. And this yeah. felt like you're on uh, on uh, on 10 cans of Red Bull. It's so fast. So I was like, <laughs> whoa, what's happening, you know? And uh, yeah, eventually, I mean, it's only for the weekend. So um, yeah, that's basically what I have been playing. What have you been playing? Well, let's get the awkward one out of the way so I can actually talk about the stuff that I actually did play. Um, played Fortnite again. What? Yeah, did Why? you not see? There's Chapter 3 went out, and you can get Spider-Man and use web shooters and swing around. Oh, nice. So I had to try it out for the web shooters. Was it any good? It's surprisingly good. Like, I Like, it's... The only thing that's better is, of course, Marvel Spider-Man, but it gets really close. And mm -hmm. for one, it's actually uh, for people that have played both, it's better than the web swinging in uh, Avengers. Yeah, Avengers is doing a really poor job, which is really bad. Yeah, I, when I a sixty-dollar game does it worse than a free-to-play game yeah. that just has it because Spider-Man No Way Home is like. You can now even buy like Tom Holland, Spider Man, and uh, Zendaya's Mary Jane in the game. Oh, that's nice. 
I read yeah, that that's uh, super weird. with their voices. Really? Yeah, like they did the whole trailer thing and everything. Their voices are in there. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I I read that uh, with these these <laughs> with this latest update, uh, they've switched to Unreal Engine five for Fortnite. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell because I'm playing on a Switch. Oh, okay. Well, apparently I, I switched to Unreal Engine five now. I tried playing it on uh, GeForce Now um, mm-hmm. because it's way more powerful than playing it on my Mac Mini. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't really tell the difference. Okay. Uh, but I think that part it's partially because of the the, the game's aesthetic. Mm. Um, because previous, because before that they had the um, RTX update, mm-hmm. but I don't think they made the RTX version available on GeForce Now, which is really weird. I think the PS5 and Xbox version have ray tracing. Yeah, I think they only yeah. did it for consoles and for PC, yeah. but not for the GeForce Now version. Yeah. Maybe, maybe now it is available. I haven't checked it out recently. Um, but then again, I also don't have the, the, the 3080 subscription to GeForce Now because that's a little bit too much. That's yeah. a little bit too rich for my blood. Um. <laughs> You're not that I mean, elite. I, no, I mean, I'm not... Well, for one, I'm not that elite. Also, I don't play PC games as much as I do consoles. Yeah. So, you know, GeForce Now is there because it's convenient and it's relatively cheap for what it is. Plus, I have the Founders... Uh, I, have the, I still have access to my Founders discount, so it's still like 30 bucks for three or six months. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Um... I mean, if I didn't, maybe I would have been like, okay, fine, I'm going to take the 3080 one because it's like once a year and that's mm. like 100 bucks. And then I have. It's for six months. Gaming. That's for six months for the 100 bucks? Yeah. Oh, never mind then. I wouldn't not even touch that then. Yeah. Gosh darn it. I'm not made of money. Um, and again, yeah, I'm not playing enough. And, and again, I'm not, I don't have enough games in my library that are uh, RTX enabled. So why, why bother? Mm. Um, if I had more, I might, but I don't, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I can imagine. Plus, you can just use rudimentary RTX on 1080, and it's fine. Nice. Um. So yeah, that it was weird going back to Fortnite. I'm actually gonna download it to my PlayStation now because I'm actually curious how it is. Because it looks like a completely different game. It's more. It. I think there's a lot more to do than just. The old school Fortnite. Oh, it's it's completely different now. I mean, you can play it as normal um, because I always play solo. And you can play it as normal. But they added like a whole bunch of other um, like uh, play styles and like uh, options that you can play with. Um, I don't know. Did they do cross gen? Because I know there's cross console. I don't know if they did cross gen. If there's cross gen, maybe we can like play some Fortnite. I'll download it on my PlayStation Four. We can play together. Um, because the Switch version does not con- communicate with the other version, so. Ah, okay. That's yeah, they, it used to, and then they took it out for reasons because the two diff the two versions are too different, basically. Mm-hmm. Because again, if they if what you're saying is true, if Chapter Three is using Unreal Engine Five, it's not compatible with the Unreal Engine Four version. I'm assuming. I have no idea. I don't know how that works either. So I don't know. Um, so I played that. I played more Animal Crossing, as nice. per usual. It's the holiday season. I want to play some toy days. Uh, I want to 
experience a special day in there as well. We're trying Smith Earth Day. Um, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's been really fun. I've been playing with a lot of people. I've been playing it on... Uh, well, I haven't streamed it recently. But I have streamed it uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of days. Um, so that was fun. And then I played Pokemon. Well, specifically new Pokemon Snap. Oh, yeah, I remember. And I played it on stream and I beat it on stream. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was very exciting. Uh, I got debated once. <laughs> I thought like, oh, I'm at the end. It's like, no, there's still one more area left of one more Pokemon to take a picture of me. Oh, happy days. Not this again. Kind of like Death Stranding. Death Stranding all over again. <laughs> Why are you lying to me? Oh. But then I finally got it. I was so happy. I even put it on my Instagram. Like, I was so happy when I finally rolled credits. That's nice. Uh, th that game, I, I've said it before when it came out, and I've said it on stream, and I'll say it again. That game is way too pretty for its own right. I know where you're saying that. It is way too pretty. For a game that is, I think, I don't even remember because I have to go back to the Digital Foundry video to see like what resolution it's running on. It is way too pretty. I don't know what magic that... Bandai Namco's crew was able to pull off. Maybe it's because it's on rails. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. For one, it's on rails. But that still wouldn't excuse how pretty it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen other games that are on rails that are not as pretty as this game on Switch. Yeah. So, again, I don't know what kind of mag like magic tricks they pulled out of their hat, but uh, could you like teach it to like the Game Freak team and ha have games look like really good that would be really great um i'm still looking forward to pokemon legends of course arceus and um they showed like a new trailer for a new pokemon variant because that's the thing that they do now have variants for specific regions and stuff like that and they showed off the voltorb variant i don't know if you're how like well versed you're into like at least first first gen pokemon uh, so long ago that I, yeah. Well, you have to remember Voltorb because Voltorb is the Pokemon that looks like a Pokeball. Oh, yeah. The red and white one, the round one. Yeah. Yeah, so they made a variant of that one. And it's now not just electric, it's electric grass type. And okay. he's now made of wood. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> so the instead of the bottom half being white, like yeah. with the regular Pokeballs, it's like wood texture. Just like the Pokeballs in in like the in Pokemon Legends, so mm. they still made them look like Pokeballs from that era. Oh, that's nice. It nice makes touch. absolutely no sense for them to look that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> they just did it because they knew they could. Oh, that's so. F when I saw that, I laughed my butt off. Like I was like on the floor, rolling around laughing <laughs> because yeah. it's so stupid. Yeah. I still, I want it though. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to be playing on my stream next. Um, what I do know is that the week that this goes out is Christmas, so you have something to listen to while you're uh, with your family or on your way to your family or whenever. That would be so something time. if people just sat down for Christmas and watched or listened to us. That'd that be would something. be very nice. Yeah. We would be very grateful for that. And honored. Uh, and very honored. 
Um, but that's I don't know, man. It's, it's like I'm not going to be streaming a lot over the next couple of weeks because of the holidays. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to be streaming next. I'll definitely do uh, maybe a little Animal Crossing because it's close to Christmas. I might go back to Secret of Mana because I still have that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't finished that yet, but I uh, maybe I'll go back to Astroneer, actually, because now I can actually do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or go back to Kerbal. I mean, I have a lot of options, uh, but I have noticed that whenever I play games on stream, I do tend to finish them. So maybe I'll um, keep on doing that. Keep on doing that. Maybe I'll break my rule and actually play Persona 5 on stream so I can actually finish it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. No, I, no I'm not going to do that because I want to be able to experience the game and the story as is. And it has a lot of cutscenes. Yeah. So it would be kind of boring to play. Sounds like a Kojima now. game. Not as bad as a Kojima game. No, no. Oh, okay. No. Like I heard of a I heard of someone who played uh played like G uh, um Metal Gear Solid 4 and there was there was this cutscene and the dude just fell asleep during the cutscene. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> the last one, the last 90 minutes. And it's like, his, oh yeah, it was the last cutscene. Yeah. yeah so he fell half. asleep, and like his wife woke him up afterwards. It's like, hey, what are you doing? I thought you were playing. This is like, uh, oh yeah, the cutscene's over, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I know I actually did start playing Metal Gear Solid Four like years ago. I never finished it. Mm. I I was still at the beginning. I don't. Oh. I'm so afraid of like returning to that if I should or not. But what I also found out is that I apparently have like the complete edition of MGS Five through PSN. Like, yeah, apparently I did. I don't it even was remember free for claiming PS it. Plus. I think. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't even remember claiming it. I was just going through my libraries, like. Yeah. Oh, oh that's okay. Good. Yeah, something to play on stream, perhaps. Yeah. That. Gosh darn it! Are those cutscenes also long? Yeah, but you can do like random uh, streams, like one or two. Yeah, that's. I funny. mean, you played Death Stranding. Yeah, I mean, I tried to play Death Stranding on stream, but then like the cutscenes were like super long. I was like, okay. Yeah. But if I do the definitive edition, I think I will do it on stream because then I'll just skip the cutscenes. That's also an option. Yeah. All right. So we'll figure it out during the holidays, and uh, yeah, I'll get back to you on that. Cool. So with that, we have come to the end of the episode. So, Sean Templer, for the last time this year, this season, will you do us the honors? I will uh, try not to fail. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this final episode of this season. It's been a, it's been a ride, and we appreciate every one of you joining us on this one. Um, we've been able to launch the video form of the podcast this year, which was a big thing for us. Uh, we're still working on improving that so all your feedback and support is appreciated do consider liking and subscribing as much as i hate asking for it because I, I always say like do it if you feel like it but you know in this world you sometimes have to ask for it um the same counts for the podcast you know discoverability and podcasts are terrible so if you like the content do consider giving us a five-star rating and a review it really helps us out 
Um, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Stitcher, you name it, we're probably there. Um, you're, we're on YouTube. We will put the link in the description because there are multiple game rivals, but this is the only one for us. Um, mm-hmm. This is the way. Um, you can reach out through email, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter uh, at game underscore rivals underscore. And you can find Maximilian uh, at Maximilian. And then you can find us on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X or slash Sean Templar. You can find us on Instagram at game rivals and at Maximilian underscore X. And I believe with that, I have mentioned them all. Yeah. This week, again, no question of the week. since it's the week. <coughs> Actually, you know what? No, we will do a question of the week. Okay. What was your game of the year? Let us know in the question, uh, in the, in the question segment of the Spotify, Spotify uh, question. But also, if you're watching this on YouTube, Feel free to answer in the comments section. Yep. What was your game of 2021? I still don't know mine. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, on that note, out. I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I've been and I'll always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later. <laughs>